is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, Sammy McKee. What are you going to talk about? All aboard for the next couple hours. Real Kipper and Bourne, show number 99, JB, 99. I know, and when we hit number 100, they're going to put us on the YouTubes. Lots to get into, including a Toronto Maple Leaf, a 3-1 win over the Minnesota Wild, ending a three-game losing streak. But before we get into that, Washington Capitals' Alexander Ovechkin, who was kept away from the media yesterday after Russia invaded the Ukraine, was made available to the media today, and this is what he had to say. Alex, uh, specific to uh, President Putin, you've shown your support for him in the past. You know, you have pictures, we've seen the pictures of you with him. Do you still support him as he leads this invasion of Ukraine? Well, he's uh, my president. Um, but how I said, like, I'm not in politics, like, I'm an athlete. And, um, you know, um, how I said, uh, hope is everything is going to be done soon. Um, you know, um, you know, it's a uh, uh, it's hard situation right now for uh, both sides and uh, um, everything. Like how I said, everything I hope uh, is going to be end. And um, I'm not control uh, uh, the situation. Oh, oh, oh! Did he? Oh, did he do enough to? Stay away from the, or did he, did he add a spotlight, more light to it? Or did he, did he do anything to kind of appease people? Well, he spoke and he obviously had the things he wanted to say, you know, the safe things to try to avoid it, but he sure didn't condemn Putin. He sure didn't say he was against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I mean, I see a lot of things in my Twitter feed of, you know, Ovechkin says no more war. But you've listened to those comments. He sure didn't say that he didn't support what was happening. So if you saw the the headline, no war, please, it would kind of lend you to believe that he's saying something strong or something important to condemn this. Right. I, I think it's pretty hard to say no more war when in, earlier in your pre- your availability said he's my president. He's yeah. Said do you support Putin? He's well, he's my president. Well, I'm going to take that the way I think you're saying it then, which is yes. Boys, this is bad for him. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like it's just it's bad. I don't know it's, how much uh, there's to say, but it's not. Here's not the thing. You know, they say you learn about someone when they face like difficult moments, right? Adversity. Adversity. I didn't learn anything about Ovechkin here. He made his bed before today. Today he's squirming around something that. No one was surprised or didn't think Putin was this guy, right? He's been a bad guy. He's been with him. He's uncomfortable today, Ovi, because he had the spotlights on him. Nothing really new has been unveiled about Ovechkin. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sammy, but is there still a picture of him yeah. with Putin? His Instagram still. On Instagram? It's the, like not his, like uh, on his page when you go, his display picture is him and Putin together still. Yeah, and he said he says I'm not an athlete, or sorry, I'm not a politician. I'm yeah. an athlete. That's... You disagreed with that a little bit, Kipper, when we were discussing this. Like, well, the the sense is when you use your public platform to 
drum up business and, and support and votes, yeah. you are in politics. Right. You're being political with yes. your actions. And yes. I know I know there's people listening to us going, well, can you blame him? He's got his wife at home or in Russia and his kids in Russia. You know, but this is where it goes back to my point that all of this, this bet has been made before by accepting whatever he's accepted to be on Putin team and drive the support for Putin. He is now in an uncomfortable position where the world has said, okay, well, this has gone too far. We're no longer okay with Putin, which was fairly foreseeable. This is going to be following him around for however long this goes on. It's just, it's his, he's going to be in the spotlight because of this. Like, do you think this is the last time he gets well, asked about it? Like, it's the, just every time, yeah. he probably won't talk to the media anymore, I guess. It's just, but he's uh, the biggest star in the league. He'll say, I already addressed it, is what I'll say. He's the biggest star in the league. Like, really? Like, he yeah. he's larger than life, like we were talking about yesterday. He's, he's chasing he, the goal record. He can, he would be easily the most influential, uh, famous person person Hockey out of guy. russia yeah. no out of oh, russia okay. like yeah. international athlete, athlete inter, international star yeah like i i don't follow the ballet uh soccer just is there somebody else there's the tennis player medvedev medvedev yeah is he now the number one tennis player in the world he's close would would ovi have a bigger wow, voice a yeah would he have a much would ovi have a much bigger voice than the number one tennis player in the world right yes, now he would which, which that's why the spotlight is on him. He's the biggest star of the biggest sport for Russia yeah. in playing in the biggest league. I get why Ovi can't come out or feels like he can't come out today and say Putin's in the wrong. I, you know, I, I, but again, it's, it's because of the decisions he's made already. Yes. yes. The bet has been made. Yeah. So the, the thing that gets me too is like, you could take the picture down. You could. Yeah, yeah you without, could at least say without, right now I don't support what's happening. Really, I don't want war. So, right? Just yeah. if if I'm not in politics, I'm an athlete, then take, just take the picture down. I know he doesn't speak English perfectly, and so some leeway on it. But like saying, even saying the phrase in this culture, both sides, is tough to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, well, but one person's on top of the other person punching in the face. And it's like, well, both of them shouldn't be fighting. Like yeah. in, the one guy, yeah, like this is a really <laughs> fight. Yeah. That's- and we have a, a lot of Russian hockey players in the National Hockey League. Yeah. But we only have one chasing Wayne Gretzky's goal record here. A tough spot. Every time he scores, as he did last night, meaningless goal, late 4-1. But prior to all of this, that would have just been one important goal that got him closer mm-hmm. to our greatest ambassador in the history of the game. Yeah. And now, I don't know. How are people feeling Moving but, forward, can you can you still cheer for Ovechkin chasing this record? This is what's what's hard is for fans who have done nothing wrong. They've just been like, I love the way that guy plays. What a hockey player! He, play, he plays for my favorite team. He scores every yeah, night. I love him. Feels like you've had the rug pulled out from under you. At least you know you've done nothing wrong here, and you're kind of getting getting the shaft. But I don't know what to tell you here. Right. Tough bounce, but I, you, I don't think you can. I don't think you can go out there in your 
OV jersey right now. So what are the what are the, what's the league conversations going on right now talking about this? Like they are behind closed doors panicking talking about well, this because right? they market them all the time. But they're probably they, saying they in a few years by the time he's getting close to the record, hopefully think, the but smoke is think, cleared here. Think about the think about the you know the TNT and Thursday night and sports not even like the way that they've marketed. Like he's a big draw. He's like I said. It's Ovechkin. Uh, it's, the guy's been the biggest star in the league for 15 years. And he also plays in, in, in Washington, D.C., the, the capital of no? the free world, you know? <laughs> I've heard they do some politics there. And you got a lot of... There's not too many people in that city that uh, will go publicly and say, Putin, my president. Yeah. The president would have been oh, softer. The president would have been 10 times better. Than my, my president. president. Yeah. So. But, okay, well, what, yesterday we, a lot of people wanted to hear from him. At least he, he, he stepped up. Uh, not sure if uh, he got the toughest questions. No, I would say he, they asked the questions they had to ask, but it wasn't like anyone grilled him or anything, like held his feet to the fire. I Till tomorrow, till the next day, where 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 will the media be on this? I I guarantee you, he is feels like he's Sammy, done his part. You you've I've done you've done this. news and sports and politics, yeah. you know, uh, for Rogers and the fan five ninety six eighty six eighty. Where's the media moving forward on this story? I can tell you right now, one of the big media things is that whenever there's like a sports story or whatever, whenever they send like the news guy to practice. For like the outside of hockey situation, that. you know, that's going to be happening every time he goes anywhere to any rink across. You know, there's you know there's people that cover the beat. There's people that cover. Say he's going to play in Pittsburgh, they're going to cover it. You know, that's fine. They they don't want to sewer your reputation with the team. You got to cover it every day. But every Pittsburgh news station, they're sending a guy down there to be like, I'm going to ask you this question, and they don't. They're they're diff- They deal with real life these you know news reporters and he's gonna be getting this everywhere he goes i wonder if he won't like pull his family out of russia and then get a little bit more clearer or against it publicly i feel a little bit more comfortable to speak out that when no more war means we shouldn't be invading ukraine that would surprise me would it yeah i just think he's i i just don't see that shift no at where where he is in his life and what how he's supported him in the past and i'm curious to know what for the forming of putin team meant for him financially at home in russia and whatever so what else comes with that you know what else has been given for that support and you know how much does that is he tied and invested and in owing to the people who gave it to him whatever they gave him. all right let's do hockey well, let's, let's talk with the lease chasing down Gretzky record, that story ain't going away, and neither is this one. No, I don't disagree. Okay, last night, we said pretty good measuring stick again. There's a few of them now for the Leafs. This was a a Minnesota team that was built uh, more playoff savvy. We had Bill Guerins tell us that, like to think of his team as uh, one that can win every which way. Well, the Leafs... Beat them where it was the most important on the on the scoreboard three one. Few takeaways. Where do you guys want to start? Uh, the great Austin Matthews or in net? 
Sammy, I mean, where do you want to go? Both questions. Why don't we why don't we overview it first, Kepper? That all right? There you go, JB. All right, let's go with, we'll Sheldon, with Sheldon Keith Sheldon. talking about the game. First clip. I thought it was really solid, very disciplined. I thought we were committed to it. It was a very low event hockey game. You know, not the most exciting game for sure. And uh, our guys, I thought, just stayed committed to it. You know, trying to find ways to crack through offensively. I mean, we weren't great offensively today. I mean, give Minnesota credit for how they competed and how they played. But, uh, you know, we've been challenging our guys to to be more committed defensively and more focused on it. So the fact that we stay disciplined in this type of game when there's not a lot happening offensively is is really good for our group and love to see us get rewarded. All right, more playoff kind of waited out, patient yeah. game. And this is something you've said from this season that there's only a few games you count as great playoff experience for the Leafs, and this is one of those games. And what we've seen in the postseason is when the goals don't come and they push and they push and they creep an extra six inches forward and forward, all of a sudden there's a rush going the other way and they're a foot on the wrong side of it. No. Oh, we, we did not get a rush in that first period, I had, I think I had the Leafs at three shots on goal with all but a minute and a half, two minutes to go in the period. Three shots on goal. Was it sleepy or is it just good D? Some people don't like that kind of hockey. Did you think it was enjoyable to watch or was it? I, it, I, I don't worry about enjoyable. I just worry about effective. Daryl Sutter over here. Well, I would agree with actually what Kipper said because I'm, you know, I'm a fan. I like watching high scoring games. I like watching games with chances at both ends, but was refreshing to see them play a muck it up kind of low event game know that they can play in one of those because you think about all the games that they've just lost and other, even the games that they've won even think back to the pittsburgh game that they won uh that before. was as high event game as a, i've seen them play boy there was Both a lot ways. of events like yeah. the only thing campbell had to stand on his head like i'm i yeah. don't mind that but to see them play this game yeah but refreshing. I, I didn't really get a lot of shutdown shutdown in that first period either i thought minnesota actually had some decent looks and they i thought they could have easily had a goal or two power play opportunities they missed the net a lot they weren't that sharp and i thought they did have opportunities and when they did throughout the hockey game let's give peter Mrazek a lot of credit here because it ain't pretty but he, he got the job done last night. <laughs> yeah. Do we have my comments queued up, I assume, when I said that maybe Mrazek would make the goaltending situation in, interesting uh, in January and you guys called me an idiot? Do we? No, we didn't queue that up. I thought for sure we'd be playing that. Working his bag off. He <laughs> was that. So according to you, uh, it would have been a no-brainer that Mrazek would now get the start Saturday night in Detroit. And he's not. They've already uh, you know, named Jack yeah. Campbell to start against Detroit. I think they're excusing themselves from the, oh, this was a statement to Jack. Oh, this is a statement to Peter. They're just saying they're taking turns. We've got two goalies. We will pay them both pretty well to stop pucks, and they're just going to take turns until one of us makes their, one of them makes us stop These two tendies. by playing too good or too bad. So we're waiting. Yeah, but that theory doesn't work. Why because, not? Because Mrazek did it. Yeah, one game. No, but the one should go to two and two to three if that's yeah. true to what you're saying. By going to Jack, it is crystal clear. Jack is our number one goalie. Oh, and I don't we're see getting that. him ready. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Peter Mrazek's win last night, in your theory, should have yeah. got him to game two. Two in a row. 
Uh, yeah, in, just move on. In my theory, I think not, they want them both to play it's goal. It's not. You know what I think? Mm. I think they watched Peter Mrazek last night, and they thought they were watching like a John Wayne movie because he goaltends like the wild, wild west. <laughs> it is, it's utter mayhem in the crease. Yeah. He's just got boxing gloves on every limb, just <laughs> kicking and punching pucks. <laughs> let's, let's hear uh, Sheldon's quote on Peter Mrazek and hear what he had to say. Yeah, I thought he was really good. I mean, he was he got some really good looks, you know, towards the end of the game when they started to push and uh very solid. That was a really good effort uh, by him. Again, it just it shows once again, you know, why when I talk you I get questions about our goalies. I talk so much about the responsibility of our team to to do a job in front of them, allow them to get comfortable. And I thought we did that as a team today and goaltender responded for us. So it was a great job by Peter. Really good effort. Now have a seat. <laughs> Now enjoy watching Detroit on Saturday night. Yeah. Well, and let's get Jack going again. I I do think, you know, I do think they want them both going, but I do think that ultimately Jack is the one you're trying to elevate by the season's end. You know, he's not the guy you want to tape to the pine and let his uh, unstable psyche. I don't call him unstable, but, you know, sensitive. He's emotional. He's... You don't want to get him off on the wrong foot. So I think they're aware of keeping Jack at least invested. Yeah, I would have gone Mrazic. He, he, like you've been searching then, for... Then what, though? You set yourself up for failure. Mrazic no. plays good, now he's your starting goalie? Yes. I don't care. You, he, Jack Campbell doesn't have a contract next year. You're oh, trying to win wow. hockey. You're trying to win hockey games. This this isn't... There's no moral equity here. You're trying to win games, and you're going with guy. Your goaltending is 31st in the league in five-on-five five since the start of December. Maybe went up yesterday because they got a good start, whatever. I don't know. You need guys to you make sense. feel saves. the same way, Kipper? You don't care? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with – he's saying that you shouldn't have – what did you say, moral equity? Moral equity. Yeah, they're going moral equity. They are. With, yeah, yeah. Yes, with Jack. Well, Jack is yes. – what's Jack? 29 with a 918 career save percentage. emotional – Mrazic's in his 30s with a 910. Like, they're, it's also smart they, to go with the guy. They put a lot of equity in Jack Campbell – in the first 35, 40 games of the season, I and agree. now they want it back. They're not pissing it away. On Peter, now they're mad at him. Like, well, oh, great, Mrazic's going to play good You've been now. searching for a good one. You get a good one, and then you go back to the guy that hasn't given you a good one. Let me I ask you, do you like his shiny helmet? I love his shiny wow. helmet. Wow. I love his gear. His blue gear is so much better than his white gear. He should wear his blue oh, sir, gear. What are we talking about? His shiny helmet. It's he's very got the, reflective. Yeah, it's got the, he's, it's glitzy. <laughs> it really shimmers out there. <laughs> I've watched these games so closely. <laughs> you were looking not, at the paint I'm job. I'm not looking at the paint job. Oh, when job. you walk in the rink and he's playing, you see it. You're like, oh my God. It's, I like that you phrase it glitzy. It is glitzy. It is but, glitzy. So, I mean, the biggest story of the last night, we haven't even mentioned it. It's Austin Matthews, boys. Whoa. That's, uh, that was his hockey game. He was in a, on a, in a different league than the rest yeah. of that game. Yeah, he is. He's damn good. <laughs> like, it's hard to really even analyze how good he is. But well, I think, it's the gimme factor for me. Just give me the puck. I think, uh, that's mine. I think that it was really a microcosm. Both the goals were a perfect microcosm of what he can do for you on the ice, right? You look at the first one, picks it up in his own zone, goes end-to-end, goes out wide on Hartman, curl and drag snapper from the dot goes in and then late in the third he chases down number 21 i don't even know who, who 20 like do him chases him down the guy's not even thinking about it yeah. and then gives takes the cookie gets it over to marner straight to the net bangs it in he shows off yeah. his defensive poor marner eh what like oh enough oh, out of you hey, no though i'm just saying though uh like <laughs> 
he sells the shot and slides it over oh, it's for a, a nasty tap. Pass. Oh, it's a decent pass. It's a nasty Don't get me wrong. Pass. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. No, nobody mentioned that at all, though. No, you're right. No, no, no. that's all I'm saying. Poor Marner. Yeah, yeah. Is it, that? It's it just made, another made play a, Mitch makes. It's, it's, yeah. it's just another simple play that, you know, it's like, but it's, it's the two of them, guys. It really is, and they're carrying, carrying the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Yeah. The one thing, if you're, if you're concerned a little bit about who's your goalie in the next week or two weeks they're a one-line team right now they guys are. offensively they are it's it's almost too bad that martin and matthews are so good together because it forces willie and jt together and there's nothing there but they don't they don't they never assist on a goal there's nothing there out of uh there's like three lines in the nhl who have played over 300 minutes together and they're one of them and they're Barely at 50% in terms of shots, so, goals. So let me ask you this on Matthews. Below in goals, I think. Let me ask you this on Matthews. Is he the favorite for MVP at the moment? Uh, other, no. other nominees? Kill McCarr, guys. Whoa. Like Shesterkin. I didn't see Come that. Shesterkin. Not good. Yeah, Shesterkin. Huberdo. Yeah. Ovechkin. <laughs> That's, Elliot actually picked him Tuesday night, unrelated to yeah, 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 all yeah, of this happening. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm going. I'm Matthews. You know, the narrative's there. He's playing the best two-way hockey of any guy in the league. He's playing in the biggest market for a team that's looking to have great success, and he's leading the way. He's carrying them. I know you're born Marner, by the way, who leads the league in points since January 15th, Mitch Marner. Is that right? Yeah, with Matthews in second, 27 and 26. Um, so He even put it in the lineup. I Good did. job. But I, I think the narrative is starting to build, and, and we're a part of it. You know, we talk about it every day. Right. He has been the most valuable player to his team so far this year, especially what you talk about with the second line and how much heavy lifting they've had to do. He's got he got thirty six goals in however many games. Like he's he's unbelievable. Sheldon Keith uh, promoting him now. Oh yeah, yeah. They asked about it post game. Yeah, let's get Keith's take on it. You look at a game like today. There's not a whole lot happening in the game. Our team is playing a good team game. But when not, there's not a lot happening, you, you need somebody to make a play and be a game breaker. The first, the first goal that he scores, like there's a very small number of players in the league that are going to score a goal like that. And the second goal is completely earned. It's completely effort based. So um, not only is he a big part of, you know, he plays, he plays more than any of our other centers and uh, most of our forwards. And so he's taking on a lot of defensive responsibilities, which is great in that area, but he finds a way to come through with huge goals big time and or at big time, uh, big times in the game. And, and he's done that all season. And you, you see the commitment defensively for him. I don't know how many pucks he stripped from behind today or broke up, but it's a high number. He's He doesn't get enough credit for how he plays defensively. So there it is in a nutshell for Sheldon Keefe and his philosophy I, and his uh, his game plan for the next uh, 30 games and the rest of the season. Play Austin. Keep it close and then wait for Marner and Matthews to take over. I Not sustainable. I kind of disagree with what Sheldon he get. I think he gets enough credit for how good he is defensively. <laughs> yeah. It's we, we like one that. of the big talking points with him all the time, and that's one that separates him from McDavid. You know that's the difference. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're making the argument that one's the better way, than the other, we didn't even mention him in the Hart Trophy race. Like, isn't it just assumed well, he's, he's the best player in the league? He's, he's in going, LeBron territory now, right? Where it's you know, want to give it to someone if, else. If you went by merit over the past however many years in the NBA, maybe ten years, you could give LeBron the MVP every year. The guy averages whatever twenty five points, whatever many assists, rebounds. He's amazing. But 
and it's not just numbers when it comes to the MVP. Valuable to your team. And narrative is a huge part of it. And look at what the Oilers are doing. They're scuffling. They're, you know, they're barely they're barely making the playoffs this year. Like they're having a tough go. And Matthew's team, I guess you could say they're flying high at the moment. So I, I think that Cal McCarr is an interesting one, though. I think he's Norris. I don't. Yeah. Why don't they do best forward, best like best? D-man? Are you trying to protect your no, no. MVP for no, your Austin just, Matthews <laughs> right now? No, right? is that no, what's happening no, right now? No, I just I don't know. I've oh, it's kind of like the pitcher winning the MVP. That's what I think was happening. I think so too. No, it's not. It's no. just it went like the pitcher winning the MVP never says. You know, well, I, I will say it does rub me a bit wrong trying to decide if Shesterkin's better than Matthews. Yeah, like, what are we how talking about? You... Like, is this pie better than that steak? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. No, like, they're no, both no, no. awesome. Listen, but you, Nobody goes to pay money for tickets to go see a goalie. I've told you <laughs> Correct. that. Correct. I love nobody. that our show is just openly anti-goalie. <laughs> and we talk to goalies like everybody. <laughs> hey, we love them as analysts. Mike McKenna, Curtis Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Darren Pang, we love you. Come on the show, but <laughs> you're gold. But the heart trophy? No. Ah, not for you. You could sit there for like seven minutes <laughs> with no action. I Who, could do that. What's the last goalie to win the MVP? Uh, Carey Price. Carey Price won the MVP? Yeah. Dom Hashik, didn't he win one? Dom did, yeah. Didn't? The Carey Theodore? Price definitely didn't. Did. Jose Theodore Am I out of my mind? No, I'm not. Yes, out. Theodore did. Yeah, crazy. Any. Price Hart Trophy. He won it in fourteen fifteen. So wow. Okay. Still to come on the show, Gord Stellick. We'll have him momentarily. To we have him. We okay, want to get we got, to him. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> let him. He's in the dog pound right now, isn't he? Or he's at uh, Loblaws or something. Pet value. Pet value. Uh, Doug McLean later on in the hour, and then Elliot Friedman. Now we're going to bring on Elliot and. Uh, Gonna make it crystal clear. We got some hard rules on this show. I'm excited to find out what they are myself. All right, now let's go to Gord Stellick. Stellectricity. God, you know, you know when you used to watch the Johnny Carson show no. and, and or um, <laughs> Fallon or all the rest of them. Now yeah. you, it's the biggest guest, the most important guest, always gets the first block. Got a lead. Yes. Because then they stay with you for the whole show? That's right. Okay. And because Doug McLean was busy, um, we've asked Gord Stellick to fill in the slot. You didn't laugh. I. You talking to me? Am I in there? <laughs> yeah, you know you know something? The bigger guests, too. No, I, I, uh, I the bigger guests than, like, Bob Hope, which I'm really dating myself, would have to say he had to leave and wouldn't stay around. Remember some of the big ones? Yes. Pretend they had to go and they wouldn't have the... Uh, they would not endure the indignity of sitting on the couch. And like, yes. I don't want to sit in the couch and watch Doug McClain, basically, you know, kind of thing. Like I'm going to give it, I'm going to leave it all I'm out too there. too cool to stay. Yeah. Like where, where the hell did they have to go? They had nowhere to go. No. Find your village. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm thrilled. I'm honored. It was a great monologue, by the way. Tonight's show band with Sam McKee is, uh, is doing great. <laughs> great. Awesome. Awesome. So listen, as, a, as someone that's known this organization uh, as long as you have, uh, Austin Matthews, is he really kind of set in stone now as arguably the most gifted, biggest star that the Leafs could produce or have produced at an early start of a career? Yeah, best Leaf ever. Best Leaf ever. And uh, he will be that if uh, he stays healthy and he, he signs another contract. And that's no disrespect to... 
I mean, my best is Borea Salming from my era. I did not see guys like Dave Keon on that enough. Uh, there's Daryl Sittler, there's Wendell, there's Doug Gilmore, there's Matt Sundin, there's, you know, and that does not diminish what they did. But this guy is special. And uh, he is becoming more and more special. And last night's game, and I, he- I heard you two, or three, excuse me, three of you talking, and it's kind of, it's the one that if you were, um, if you were going to uh, make him, if you're voting for him for the Hart Trophy, you send that video in of every shift. It's a, he didn't he didn't get four goals like he did his first ever game. It's everything else he did. Eighty nine percent on the faceoffs and just the like. All, he's become. It's not just the two way player. It's the fact that he is the smiling assassin, lying in the weeds that all of a sudden strips you of the puck like a like an NFL defensive player knocks <laughs> the ball out every time. Like honestly, like it's just I loved watch every shift he was on last night. And it's not the only game he's done that, but you know, like Sheldon Keith said. It was it was a so-so game for a bit. It needed someone to go, ah, you know, like Superman, like kind of whip the put the cape on and 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 do something and bring it to the next level. And that was Austin Matthews. That was quite the growl. It was great. It was, it was really I actually that probably again. a keeper yeah. for. Ah, well, that Superman, drop. And Superman never growled. As soon as I did it, I realized he didn't growl. <laughs> <laughs> so Lois that be happy. Matthews gave him the gave him the growl, gave him the snarl they needed, that coaches love and fans love and all that. They got it out of him. Um, you know, didn't get quite as much as they haven't out of the guys below him. What are your thoughts on on the trade deadline? I won't talk more about last night's game too, but like you, we talked before the show about the potential that they would add a forward over a defenseman. Does it have to be a D-man or do you think they could use a little help up front? Would that maybe go farther for this team with their limited cap space? Kibby, first of all, did my growl sound like the old, day, old days when food was late? That it was that, that, that probably, probably that's that's probably where I yeah. I, that was, Kibby brings that out of me. That the uh, that was just uh, a sound from your stomach. <laughs> the uh, you know, Justin, forward wise, again, as uh, Nick Ritchie left, and we keep talking about it, but. The other thing is three really solid signings in, in, in you know, Bunting, Cache, and Camp that, you know, maybe would be the kind of guys that you would be looking for trade deadline, but you already have them. So uh, I I still look at, and particularly with Justin, uh, with, with Jake Muzzin's situation, um, another D. I always thought you needed another depth D uh, that, that you could fit in and now you know, maybe you have more money to fool around with, uh, to play with. Um, the goaltender seemed to all of a sudden become a topic in some people's mind, but I, I, I can't see, you know, going there anywhere unless you hit it out of the park with Marc-Andre Fleury or something. So I'll leave that one alone. The other part, Justin, is, is so I'm not saying get a forward, but if you, if you really feel you can upgrade, that's what you're always doing. I mean, People want the big trade. They don't really happen that often. But every incremental move you make, if you make more better moves than, you know, moves that uh, keep you at the same place or move backward, well, that's how you get better. It doesn't sound sexy, but that's how you get better. So if there's something and it said, here's why uh, this will improve our team, um, then you then you look at like like is there a hockey trade out there like is there a Mark like Mark Shifley okay he he hasn't asked to be traded don't get me wrong and if he was going to be traded probably next year when he has a year after two playoff runs and one full year would be more you know if Winnipeg just if it isn't going to happen but I wonder you know might there be might there be kind of a trade like last year the Anthony Mantha deal like like might that be something teams get in on and possibly could Kyle Dubas have some kind of trade there that he's talking about. We're speaking with former Leaf General Manager Gord Stellick and uh, Hockey Insider and host of Leaf Nation on the Fan 590 and Sportsnet. So, Gord, 
if we've if the Leafs have a first round pick and a prospect to give up, it, is it for a forward like JT Miller or is it a defenseman like Klingberg? Like if you if you had only one first rounder and a prospect. I even if you went after JT Miller, that to me does not solve the problem on the blue line, and that still could spell an early first round exit, in my opinion. How about yours? Yeah, I mean, geez, Klingberg, you wonder what like in the market, will there be so many sellers? And and also him having an expiring contract is huge compared to having term on the contract. So if you're going to go that direction, um, it's kind of like years ago when the Leafs uh, would not take Rob Blake on uh, just as a uh, just as a um, you know, a hired gun at the end, and, and he went to Colorado and he, he signed there because Leafs could not get a guarantee he was going to re-up, and they wanted a lot in return. So, you know, to me, Klingberg as a hired gun isn't isn't worth that. I got to think it's a lesser price. But to answer your question, Kippy, it's Klingberg. It's 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 the you need more D. You need you need better. When I say better D, you need D that can play the twenty plus minutes, and you need depth on D. So that that to me is is where you're looking at. Okay, we're two two games into the Labushkin era. What are your thoughts? Is this a guy they can use? Is he going to be in the six when the puck dro- puck drops on playoffs? Oh boy, better be. Yeah, <laughs> holy mackerel, better be. Like, uh, so I'll, I'll answer yes, unless I mean that'll be a disaster if he isn't. I mean, you, you know, first that's what your pro scouts are about. Okay, I, I neither none of us would have watched uh, the Labushkin with the kind of scrutiny you would have you would have had your scouting department looking at him once he was in play. I mean, my the little bit I saw him in Arizona, and they're about the last team I wanted to watch, to be honest. But the little <laughs> bit I saw him, you know, like just he and we saw. Like that first period, you, you saw that he, he uh, you know, made smart passes, was kind of physical, didn't seem to get in trouble. And then he, he just had that weird bouncing puck that was unfortunate. And then he kind of got a little bit uh, discombobulated. And, you know, last game, I, I like, so I, I like what I've seen so far. I mean, I was mesmerized by Austin Matthews last night for half the game. So I don't, I didn't watch anybody else out there. Can't say I blame you. So when, when we speak of, a, a JT Miller type or all of a sudden the talk of, of needing a, a winger, it kind of coincides with the fact that John Tavares' game has slipped. So where is it now where uh, it, it's just a slump or bigger issues involved with what's going on with his game? Now, first, when the trade deadline comes and goes, and we find out that JT Miller was just the Elliot Friedman getting the rumor going, and Fridge kind of Fridge is not uh, uh, afraid to you know poke fun at himself about that, but that's what's made JT Miller such a such a hot rumor, and it says a lot about Fridge's credibility as it should be, uh, you know. So the, it's Kippy. John Tavares, like, and, I, and I'm saying this re- with respect. It's all of a sudden, yeah, you know, we, you can't criticize him. And because he came here, he came here. He he did the greatest thing every Leaf fan had been dying that a star player come home to Toronto. And you know Stephen Stamkos, it was more expected and didn't happen. John Tavares caught everybody by surprise, and it was it was great. And ever since then, it's going to be the promised land. Except we haven't got have not got out of one round of the playoffs. So of late, you know he's he he, he commands a lot of minutes as he should, and it's just not getting the job done offensively. But because 
because his habits are so great, like his work habits, his commitment, all those other things, you're, you're leery to criticize him, and justifiably so, because he's, a, you know, he's an admirable player, but he's in a funk. You know, scoring-wise, he's, he's the problem of late, not getting it done in that line, you know, the one-two punch not going. Will he get out of it? Well, you got to believe he's going to get out of it. I mean, he's John Tavares, but that's the fact that, you know, you can get on Willie Nylander and you can get on the others a little bit, but John Tavares, because the manner that he came here is is, is kind of the, the sacred cow, but factually, uh, he is, he's been off his oats. Sheldon Keith made some comments. Do you have something there? Sheldon Keith made some comments about the team um, sticking with it through low event hockey. And to have success in low event hockey, you kind of have to have goaltending they got goaltending from Peter Mrazek last night. The team stayed patient. Do you see something that looks like a formula for a way the Leafs can play and have success in playoffs? So sort of a different way than they've they've tried in the past. Yeah, Justin, I've seen everything, right? And yeah. and that's been good at times. Like they had that great defensive run, you know, before Christmas, whenever that one run was where they had success and they, they were low-scoring games. So, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's the upside and downside that they can find ways to win different ways. Uh, is, is that the positive or is the downside they, they can't get around to playing a consistent defensive style of game? I mean, I'm still of the mind. You know, you've got to play strong defense. We know that. But they're a team that the best defense is, hey, the other team can't get the puck out of their zone. Okay? That's because that's where your power is. That's where your that, that's where your star players are. So when your team's firing on all cylinders, it's because the puck is in the other team's zone the most, and that's the best defense. So I, I still... You know, and, and again, we go back because of these playoff experiences and the letdown. Every everyone just you know is is saying, oh, but you know, we got to get through the first round, and and uh, we should, but we should have last year, and we should have the year before, and and we didn't. So uh, um, I'm I'm I've through no, I got no rationale except I believe in this team, and I believe good things will happen in the playoffs this year. But Justin, to your point, I I worry. Like, is 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 it good? Will we when they need a tight defensive game, will they be able to deliver? it in the playoffs and then maybe the next game wins 7-5 and you know what have you I don't know you're not over it we were split on uh the goaltender Saturday night but you're not uh you're not probably over overly surprised uh Jack Campbell starts Saturday off of a Mrazic win yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I, I kind of look at it like it'll be 50-50. Like it's just, I don't, I don't quite remember. Well, it would be when they're in the Pat Quinn era when you were home and cooled out always as far as the playoffs went. I mean, it still matters who you who you play in the first round or not. You're gonna you're gonna get a worse draw than you had the last two two years in the first round. So you're you, you don't want to be in cruise control, but you you can you know do things as far as uh, giving out ice time how you feel. Um, you don't have to you know get that kind of panicky feeling. That, oh my God, we're gonna slide out of the playoff race or you know or something like Vancouver's doing that. You you know uh, two losses all of a sudden you're 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 back struggling to try to get back in contention. So I I think Kippy the goaltending I, I i if they're both healthy i i would just go 50 50 and and not so much ride ride the hot goaltender right now you're you're what what you're 60 percent of the season two-thirds of the season almost done and and uh uh i i would just go 50 50 have them both ready so we'd love to keep you uh sticking around uh the rest of the show but you've got more important things to do right 
Yeah, yeah, I got to go to Earl Bales Park right now. I'm going to go cross country skiing and yeah, um, yeah. Uh, get ready for the know, Olympics. Yeah, that's important. That's the yeah, next Olympics. Buy, what about the biathlon? Where can I buy a rifle? Because it seems that <laughs> I probably have a better chance there. So just in a public a park with a rifle, it's fine. Okay. I'm training. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not actually going there with a the rifle. Just to be clear. <laughs> yes, I just thought it would. My chance would be better there because biathlon. I think there's fewer people that uh, compete in that event. I'm well, not sure. Well, we'll look for that on uh, your Instagram page. Yeah, tell tell Doug sorry I can't stay on the couch to watch his act. I I hear he's great. I hear he's opening in PEI next week, five shows, whatever. <laughs> so uh, try to catch him if you're down there. Okay. Will do. Okay, buddy. Thanks, okay, Gord. Gord <laughs> Stalag, host of Leaf Nation on the Fan Five Ninety and Sportsnet. What a Sammy, guy. you get to do you get to work with that uh, every every Leaf game, right? Oh yeah. Gord ever grumpy? Poor you. Yeah, I've seen, honestly. Well, he, uh, he mentioned when he's grumpy, the, the order doesn't come in on time. He gets, I don't he know, Gord, like you do. I can't be taking shots. <laughs> he, gets sour, he gets sour when, like, I've watched some big Leaf games with him, like, in the playoffs, and he gets sour when they don't get the puck out. Oh, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen him get sour. But I do, too. So, like, I'm not, like, he's not, he's not the only one yelling. I'm yelling as well. Yeah. But he, Gordo loves the Leafs. That, was a, that, is a, that is a guy I would love to be around if, God forbid they ever raised Lord Stanley's mug. If by chance you weren't around tomorrow, yeah. he would be my next Leaf super fan. Gordo? Yes. Yeah, he's at the van. Gordo, do you want to produce our show? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, as Gord Stellick alluded to, our headliner on Friday, Doug McLean, up next. You're listening to Real Kipper and Born, show number... 99. Nine, the great one, 99. Wow.